Hey everyone and welcome to another episode of Bootstrap Software Development and today we are going to have a like general top discussion about if you should use no code or code when you are building a product or doing a project or whatever like if you should use no code or not um we are going to describe this from our perspective uh we are a team under crazy monkeys five people uh three of them non-technical two of them highly technical, these two guys here. Um, we do client sprints, we do our own product, tiny products, we workshops, all kinds of things. And no code makes a lot of sense for us at specific times. And right now we want to just chat about when the time is right for to, to use no code and when it's not. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe we can start with like a definition of no code, like what it even means. So what does it mean? What does no code mean? You tell yeah, us. I think... <laughs> <laughs> we are developers. It's a broad term, but I think like in, in our case, when we talk about no code, we usually mean like hacking stuff together with products like, you know, Airtable, Zapier, you know, Webflow, and like connecting those solutions together to make something which would normally require to write like a proper backend or front-end solution. Yeah, but you also said pro probably like Webflow and there are other more robust apps um, or solutions that help, that, that allows you to build a complete app like from start to end, maybe not that like branded or, or it doesn't look like completely yours. It's kind of like template-ish, but it works. You can build an app like that without any previous skill uh, and release it. And it's pretty powerful for many people, I believe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But for me personally, I would like split these two tools. For example, I think Webflow is a good example because at some point, basically the no-code tool is so complex that it's, it's the same as the, as the actual development, but it can be a little bit quicker. So I, I think these tools also have like extreme value, but the Webflow is a good example because you pretty much have to know HTML and CSS basically to, to do a Webflow well anyway, you know. So this is something that actually saves times to developers and even designers who, who know a little bit of HTML. But for example, tools like Zapier or even like complete CRM builders where you just click, I think these, these are two different markets. It's true, it's true. And just to clarify guys, um, I'm a designer and product guy and I mostly use Webflow for example and Figma and no code. Um, I, I cannot code at all. I cannot program at all, I can code a bit. And these two guys, uh, Marek, which is the, in the white shirt, both are in the white shirt. <laughs> <laughs> The one with white airpods, you know. <laughs> I, I have two white airpods. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, uh, Marek, Marek, hey. Uh, he is the backend developer um, uh, with a lot of skills with Python and other, other backend frameworks. <laughs> and Frederick is full stack developer. Both in senior levels, we, do, we are working together for six, more than six years. A lot of hard skill experience, actually. Um, and we are fascinated by no code, but also maybe not that much as our other part, which is Jordan and Miguel, which you may know from Crazy Monkeys, which are really fascinated by no code and would love to do everything in no code. And the discussion is pretty hot between us sometimes. Um, so, and, and as we discussed, like using usage of these tools, like if you decide to use no code or code is highly dependent on who you are and what project are you building, right? Yeah, it's, it's very hard to summarize this into like a few sentences, you know, because it, it really depends on, on everything you are actually doing. Yeah. But, but I think our approach, what we are trying to do is to combine the two things and 
you know, really find the correct level for like a code solution and a no code solution for for the given problem. You know, re really depending on the what we are trying to do. So, for example, when we are doing like the anti-cafe sprint for the client, uh, we have decided to do almost everything in code, but also make a possibility to connect it to Zapier or to Airtable. So like, for example, emailing or some basic, you know, statistics about the users can be done like in Zapier or in Airtable. But we had like a really hot discussion with the guys because they were like more for the no code part. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really, it's really uh, a hot discussion when, so if you are not developer at all and you want to build a product, uh, it's like, yeah, use no code and do the best you can. But if you are able to hire a developer or you have a developer in your team, then the discussion becomes interesting, I, I believe. Um, and the part that is pro no code is that it can enable so if others to work with your solution that you build. So for example, or like this is the mindset for me right now. So for example, if we do client sprints, it might make sense for us to build it entirely or just at least some part in no code, because then you can give the no code part to the user, to the client, or for example, if it's not the client, you can give it to your employees or like support, whatever, and they can actually modify it and customize it a lot because it's not hard, um, but it's not always that easy. And if you are building more specific solution for some issue, like, for example, we did for anti-cafe, anti-people project. We decided to use code because it's faster for us. It's, it's just faster for us. And we know that there will, there is not going to happen like any block kind of. And, and yeah, I, I would like to give. Yeah, I will I, hold the thought because I have one pr probably pretty interesting example how to explain this for people that are not familiar with this and maybe are familiar with some more old school stuff. If you ever used WordPress <laughs> for web development, um, this reminds me kind of a no-code solutions. It's like it's super easy to get into it. Uh, WordPress is a is a super simple system to build a web, and it was used mainly in the past, but right now still, um, it's super simple to get in. Like you really just click install, uh, you set a template, it works. But as soon as you want to get into the customization, it gets really hard and there are pitfalls that can stop you from doing the customizations. And I feel that's, that's the same with many no-code tools. Um, but as Brady said, for example, with Webflow, it's not like that. Like if you are a great coder in Webflow, you can do anything, which is a great like way to do it. I went a bit too deep. Sorry, Marek. <laughs> yeah, I think it's perfect example. Like. Because usually, like, you know, those new waves of things, it just repeats the history, you know? Mm. So, like, Webflow is really nice, um, not Webflow, uh, WordPress is a really nice example because it's super easy to set up, uh, but it can get really, really messy when you want to do something which it was not designed for. I think, uh, like, in short, I think the one one of the biggest advantages I see with the NoCo movement is basically that even if you are funding your own company and want or want to start some project and you are non-technical, you can prolong a, a, 
quite a lot to the timeline when you actually need to hire either technical co-founder or developer. Which yeah, I think for prototyping, to, maybe. Yeah, basically for prototyping or for valid or for validating mm-hmm. some, some kind of project. I, and I think this is the extremely useful and good mm-hmm. trend for that because we will see a lot more products out of it, basically, which can then be scaled. But what, when you actually start to scale, I think depending on your use case, it's, it, it will still take years before no-code no code tools are ready for like, for most tasks, basically. If, if you have something like completely generic, it can work. Basically, I think that the no-code makes mo- most sense when one you, what you're actually building is not your core competency how, or how do I put it? You know, if you have, mm-hmm. for example, e-commerce store and you want to build some landing page or some 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 different, like, let's say... Automation, whatever. Automation, something like that. Too. It can make a lot of sense. But if you if your core product is your... And you're building it with the, basically some super solution, I think this will be hard to to customize and extend in the future. But this is only after the, after the product is actually validated. For the validation phase, I think it's, it's completely fine to use no code. But if you want to scale, I think I think you will be at a disadvantage. But there are there are like cases where the no code really makes millions, million, millions uh, ARR like annual revenue, you know, recurring revenue, and and it works for many people. Uh, so it's really about like, as you said, it depends on your product. But I'm interested in hearing from you guys why we mostly on our project decide to go code and then not no code, even if Jordan and Miguel pushes code no code a lot like what's our thinking behind it and what would you recommend to someone who really is capable of programming something it's not a big project and they are like okay maybe i should use no code or maybe i don't like the reasons i think the reason is that like this is actually like our edge you know like Mm -hmm. the fact that we are like a complete product team and we can create beautiful products like you know, like a real products, not not just some hacking thing in, in, in a few no code solutions. This is what <laughs> it sounds like, like you, know, you are doing no code. You are like, hey. <laughs> no, it's, it, it's giving us an, you know, like mm, competitive advantage. It's it's basically our core core, you know, com, um, what's the word? Yeah, so that's <laughs> interesting. Strengths. Yeah. yeah. And, so that's interesting. So you believe that if you are able to code, you should code even if, for example, no code can be faster sometimes. Uh, actually, yeah. uh, I think like the biggest problem basically when we choose code for this project is exactly like Mark said, and is because it's simply faster for us if we have like six years of experience, for example, with Django. I remember that we had a discussion with Mark where we basically want to use some no code form solution for this particular client sprint. And basically after two hours, he wrote me that you cannot do some, some basic thing with the JSON. Mm. And then we said, okay, fuck it, let's, let's just rewrite it in Django. And it was done in 20 minutes, basically. Yeah. You know, so, so this is the advantage. But if you don't have this, then no code is perfect. But if you spend like six years in Django, it's basically almost like no code, only you have like extreme amounts of customization. You know, this is really aspect. interesting. This is so interesting because the trend of no code is so big that I believe many people, for example, will jump like, I feel it's like a cascade, you know, you are like a creative person that wants to build something. So you start by exploring things and no code is much more easy for you to get into, right? Like it's easier. <laughs> there are tutorials, people are talking about it. It's much more hype on YouTube. So you get into it and you start building your product and you will be able to build the great products with this. But as soon as you hit some rock there, or you want to scale, or you want to turn the product into something else, it might be a big issue and you are looking for a way how to solve this, which might be hiring us developers and 
doing it from scratch because you did the validation phase. So really, it, for me, it makes a lot of sense in no code like to leverage it as much as possible whenever you can for, as you said, Freddy, validation, prototyping, and like getting the product to market and seeing what's happening. Yeah, and also yeah, like non-core non competency business, basically, if and you want that, to explore something, yeah. if you have a big business, then you can not spend your development, you can spend your development mm -hmm. by on core business and then have like some few uh, no-code tools for analytics and emails and anything that is basically not core. I think this can also make a lot of sense. Yeah, I think like for every developer in the world, there's like at least 100 people who like have like a deep technical knowledge, but they don't know how to code. Like you, for example, Johan. Like you know a lot of about computers, you know, but you just <laughs> don't have experience coding in any programming language. Yeah, but true. when someone gives you like a Webflow or something, it can make you super, super, you know, productive. Yeah, it's true. It's, it's really interesting because yeah, for me the Webflow is so empowering. Like it's 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 life changer. It's like I I am a designer. I can design everything. And right now, and I I was able to code. Uh, these things. So I coded landing pages before the Webflow uh, era. <laughs> but as soon as I got into hands the Webflow, I was so much quicker, so much faster. It was so much like easier for me to really go from the design to the code, uh, less hustle. But I, I feel like Webflow is kind of unique in this sense, like really unique in this sense. Um, and I'm not sure if other apps like Stacker or uh, Zapier or, for example, some mobile building no-code apps are the same. I feel they are more like Vix or something like that, you know? Yeah. And and that's where I, I don't like these. I really don't like these because I feel like they give you something, but you, <laughs> they don't give you everything I want. But that's maybe because I'm like an experienced kind of product builder. Yeah, I think this is the reason. If, if for example, me and Predrag were not coders, we, we would be some, you know, like another designer as you or something like that. I think <laughs> we would be... <laughs> if I'm not a coder, I'm, I would be like you, like a designer. <laughs> if I, we, if we I would be doing just like, moving pixels around. Like, <laughs> like very different businesses, you know, like we wouldn't be building like Welder, you know, we would be building something yeah. else, which, which could be done in no code possibly. Yeah, and, and last one use case that Freddy again uh, tapped on is the satellite supporting um, not core products with Webflow, which, for example, can be said with our e-commerce business. Uh, we are not working on anymore, but we are building a solution for it right now uh, because the backend and everything of the e-commerce store is built in Python, Django, uh, in code, no Shopify, no no-code solutions, which is kind of limiting for uh, the people, my brother right now, who is running the business, uh, because they cannot edit it and maybe no code solution like Shopify or something like that would make much more sense to them. But there are, again, some limitations for our, our style of e-commerce. Um, but we decided to empower them by easily connecting and taking Webflow and building them a nice template that they can just publish and it will be connected to their, uh, main, like store to the code solution. And that's again when no, where no code make, can make a lot of sense uh, to empower businesses and let them automate and do stuff on their own. Yeah, I think th this is our approach. Like you know, make it hybrid. You know, like the core is like a normal code solution made in Python, Django, Ruby on Rails. I don't know, even JavaScript if you want. <laughs> and uh, then where it makes sense, you connect like the no code solution. So for example, for for Lance, our e-commerce store, we actually edited the nginx config so that uh, there can be like a our 
Django application running on the same domain as like some Webflow landing pages and it's all connected. It looks the same, but actually these are like two distinct systems. Yeah. And I think that's beautiful. That's, that's a joke that somebody's yeah, been checked public. <laughs> Sorry. I think this is what you should do when, when you have like developers in your team, like make it like a hybrid approach. Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm silent. I am just looking at our Slack because we got a notification that one of our, not big clients, but a demanding and high kind of class client charge was not successful and it's interesting. <laughs> All right, I think, this is, to pay. <laughs> I think this is where the discussion ends. Uh, it was interesting. I, um, I, I think we will get into the no code and code discussion more in depth in maybe future episodes, uh, more specifically with specific use case. And this was just a kickoff because we believe this is an interesting topic. Uh, Oops, uh, the recording ended there. Um, if you like this episode, leave us a comment, uh, leave us a like, let us know if you would like to join these episodes. We are doing it remotely, so it's super easy to join us. We record through Welder. Uh, you can uh, bring a topic uh, or you can just join any of our topics. If you really like what we do here, we do this every week. Subscribe to the channel. It would be amazing. Bye.